This is the Summit Life Ministries audio experience. Welcome to the Age Changer Show brought to you by Summit Life Ministries. The mission of Summit Life Ministries is to elevate, equip, and empower. That's elevate the church's vision for us as believers to see our identity through God's eternal purpose. Equip believers to live with an eternal perspective and empower believers to live supernatural lifestyles in faith-filled obedience. We're doing it. You're doing it. Let's press on together. <laughs> my name is Carmen Furrow. And this is my husband and founder of Summit Life Ministries, Len Furrow. Um, Age Changer Show. Yes. You wanted to say something about that. Um, as you know, yesterday we went off-road and we're doing a number of episodes that uh, we interrupted the series that we were on but I wanted to go back to the purpose that we have on our website for the Age Changer show and and just to kind of give a reason why we decided to say we're gonna maybe do something a little different because of the the times the important moment in our history to where we can discern our times and and see God's hand and ways uh, unfolding in our midst and we learn to cooperate with him instead of resist him or or be confused and unsettled uh, because we don't understand what is occurring and so one of our visions that we had for this uh, daily show was that we wanted uh, this programming to help equip believers to discern our times and then to establish a framework of authentic spiritual maturity that matches or meets our times. So we understand God has called us to be born for this moment. We were born we, for such a time as this. For such a time as this. And we can be reluctant warriors mm -hmm. of saying, God, why would you allow me to be born in this moment? These are complex times. I don't know if I like this time. Why couldn't you have placed me in human history in simpler times or in, in uh, times that were less stress-filled? But I want you to cooperate with the grace of God in and upon you because the grace that he's given you corresponds to the moment that you have been born for. And so you can either fail the grace of God, uh, that's a biblical phrase. In other words, we, we will fail to avail ourselves to a grace that is available to us and lean into it, press into it and say, okay, God, I'm going to conform my life, my will, my thinking mm -hmm. to your power that's available for me so that I can not just survive these times, but thrive in these times because that's what it's all about. God is, God is producing overcomers. He is raising up a remnant of overcomers that are going to know how to not just somehow, you know, drown-proof themselves to somehow survive, but no, God really wants us to be a people of hope, mm -hmm. a people of unwavering faith, people that have a confidence in His love, and that we are bright and shining lights holding forth the torch of his truth in a very dark world that's in a very dark moment. And he's provided that power for us to do it. So 
that grace will never fail us. We may fail to lean into that and yeah. to walk in it, but the grace is there to do it. Yes. And our times has not taken God by surprise. God is not up there right now sweating this out, <laughs> this American moment that is very, you know, the tension is palpable as we, as we go, where are we going as a country at being so divided? And you can see that we are equally divided and there's a great vine for what our nation will remain to be or what, it's, what other people are wanting it to become. And I would just say this, no country can remain the same and not all of American history was good. So I don't even want to go back to the way in some ways we were. We continue to grow, we continue to mature. But then there are other people that would offer it a totally alternative future for our country, and I would reject that. Other nations have chosen that pathway, and it's led to the death of millions of people. But we have an opportunity for God to give us a new future. Yeah. And, and if we will yield to Him and lean into His sovereignty, God can bring us to our next as a nation. And But I do want to talk. That's the purpose of us going off-road. I don't want to continue to relay foundations here about how critical this moment is and how critical it is for the church to discern so that we can cooperate, avail ourselves to a grace, and be a part of an answer instead of part of a problem. Because I do see many in the church right now because they have a... They have a fear-based Christian mm -hmm. lifestyle. Right. It's all about the fear of loss. Uh, and so they don't want our country to change in any way because what we've been is all they've known. Mm -hmm. And so they're, they're just clinging so much to what they have known. And then they're reacting in fear and in anger because they're losing control over what they've known. And they're reacting in anger to other people that, you know, are have fostered wounds and have roots of bitterness and and so what we see is both sides have radicalized and there is no conversation there's no dialogue there's no how can we build bridges but this provides a moment for the church and this is so critical you were, we were talking about this yesterday and it was it just really impacted me that this opportunity for the church it's so vital and that was the word that i was feeling it's vital for the church to get this right because we don't want to come we don't want to experience this and then not be a sign that in unity points to jesus yeah this is our opportunity to say that's not the way that this works here is the way walk in this way yeah we do not want to miss the moment that god is giving us as the church uh to be a clear voice in the midst of the madness because yes. Carmen the anger of man never ever produces the righteousness of God and so the radicalized uh, fringes of both the right and the left mm -hmm. if we're not careful it's going to lead us as a nation into a painful moment of civil conflict but God wants his church mm -hmm. to be bridge builders, peacemakers, because we know the promise for the peacemakers. 
the peacemakers will see God. And if there's ever a time that I need to see and know what God is doing, it is now. But only those that have peace, not war in their heart, mm -hmm. oh, are going point. to be able to see what God is, what is attempting to do mm -hmm. to bring a, a fresh new season to our country. So, in this teaching and in the, the, the episodes that we're doing over the next three days, I just stated that we want to not be a people that are waiting for signs. You know, show me God a sign. Uh, and then I react to that, respond to that. No, God wants to teach us His ways so that we can see the sign. Because the sign is not the substance. There have been signs that I have missed in my uh, travels where I had a fixed destination, a place that I wanted to get to. But because I was so caught up in my moment, I missed the sign. So some of you say, I need a sign. Well, there could be signs that are all around you. You just can't see them because you're blinded by the emotion of your moment. Mm -hmm. But I also know that to not miss what God is doing and to... To, uh, to be blinded, not to see God, mm -hmm. is based on where the state of my heart. Because mm -hmm. the peacemakers will see God. Right. They have the ability to see God, comprehend, understand, discern that this is God. This is not the devil. Uh, this is not, you know, uh, some human manipulation. So what God is doing right now in the church is is he's revealing hearts mm -hmm. and we're going to talk about that more and I, I just need to press into it mm -hmm. but this is a real critical moment for the church to have a meekness to be taught the ways of god so that at the end of the processes and the ways of god we don't miss the miracle and the more you are pressing into seeing and knowing the ways of god it's really about relationship with god because if I know God and have a relationship with Him, then I see the things that He's doing way more easily. Um, but it's about relationship. I was thinking when you said signs, um, if you have a relationship with someone, and like let's say you're going to go to go see them, to go have fellowship with them, you don't need a sign to go to, to their house. You don't need directions. You know the way already. So you can walk in that way. It's when you don't have relationship that and you don't right. know the way, then you have to have a sign to point you to the way. And that, that's, that's not the best. It's better to know their way and to have a relationship with them. Yeah. I, I have been watching uh, the church, you know, via um, podcasts, via mm -hmm. internet channels. And, and I can just see how many many christians were consumed with needing to know the outcome of the election before the election yeah it's true everybody wants to know everybody yeah and so there were prophetic voices that that were making statements but it just shows how immature the church is we we need somebody else to hear god for us instead of what you said having a relationship with the lord to where we're being comforted and we have a confidence right. because we know because our God. We know him. Yeah. He's never going to leave us. He's never going to forsake us. 
and and so you know I just want to encourage the church this is a, a moment that we must mature and we're going to mature not when we have you know the latest greatest you know hottest prophet right. to to prognosticate to us what the future holds we need to have intimacy with the mm -hmm. one who holds the future and and when you know who holds the future um, prophets can get it right prophets can get it wrong because they're just humans we're not looking to them and we're not looking to them so we don't need them to be the sign for us okay uh, we're confident in God because we know that he holds our times in his hands so I'm gonna go ahead and launch these episodes are going to be called the great divide and I'm going to give teaching, but this is going to be prophetic teaching. And I'm going to unpack a pattern that we see in Scripture. I always say, if you want to know the future, just look at history. Right. And, and there is this adage, if you don't know uh, history, you're doomed to repeat it. And so there are cycles of history. Jesus said that the days that precede his coming, he referred us to two epochs of history, the days of Noah and the days of Lot. And, you know, if you look at what earmarked those moments of time, Noah's day, it said violence filled the earth, and the thought of men's heart, hearts, they, they were evil, evil continually. continually. Man, what a, what a sad, in yeah. other words, they were always devising a a new way of how to murder people, how to destroy people, how to bring destruction, how to serve their own selfish ambitions. And then we know that the days of Lot, uh, the, the earmark of that, Sodom and Gomorrah specifically, mm -hmm. uh, was ear earmarked by uh, sexual immorality and sexual perversity, mm -hmm. the rejection of God's design and order. Mm -hmm. So, Sounds like our days. Sounds like our days. So we can, we know that we're living in, in the last days because we're seeing the days of Noah and we're seeing the days of Lot upon the earth. So let's get into this topic of what I call the great divide. Mm -hmm. I want us to go over to a passage of scripture in the book of Luke and I encourage you if you're watching this at home, and I realize some of you may just be hearing this through the audio experience, but those of you that are watching, and if you can, sit down with us. I want you to get your devices or scriptures and uh, pull up your translation. But there was an interesting prophecy that was given over Jesus when he was brought into the temple for the first time uh, to be circumcised by Mary and Joseph. So you're in Luke. Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2. And these stories are very, very powerful because it, sh it, it shows us that there were people that lived, almost lived, day and night in the temple. Mm -hmm. uh, that they ministered to the Lord but but they loved God so much that they they worshiped the Lord night and day, and we that's know, where the presence of God was. Right? I mean, that's that's yeah. why they would be there. Yeah. 
and you they were living a very prophetic lifestyle and so one of them his name was Simeon and Simeon was carrying a prophetic promise that he would not see death until he would see the Lord's Messiah until he would see the Lord's anointed one so Mary and Joseph and so he's anticipating this he's looking for this because now he's in his old age and he realizes he's running out of time and he knows that if the Messiah is going to be seen by him before he dies where does he think Messiah is going to have an appearance it's going to be in the house of God so he's there he, he's trying to to log in as many hours in the temple as possible and he's he's living there and longing uh, to see the appearance of the Messiah well he didn't come as as a king to be anointed he doesn't doesn't come as a warrior king you know to to reclaim his throne uh, and to be coronated uh, overthrowing the Roman Empire uh, Mary and Joseph has a baby in his arms in their arms and so there is this spiritual identification his spiritual radar goes off and he asks if he can hold the uh, the baby Jesus and then he begins to prophesy and in verse 28 this is what it says he took him Jesus up in his arms and blessed God and said now Lord let your servant depart in peace according to your word from sorry for my eyes have seen your salvation that you have prepared in the presence of all your peoples a light for the revelation to the Gentiles and for the glory to your people Israel and his father and his mother marveled at what was said about him and Simeon blessed them and said to Mary his mother but then this is a heavy word of the Lord yeah. that he gave to Mary he said look behold this child is appointed for the fall and the rising of many in Israel and for a sign that is opposed and a sword will pierce through your own soul also, so that your thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. Now I'm going to emphasize a couple things in this passage of Scripture because we're going to try to unpack a principle and a pattern that illustrates the ways of God, the way God works in the history of nations, but also in His church said look this child is appointed for the fall and the rising of many and for a sign that is opposed but then the last thing he said the reason why this child has been appointed for this moment in this hour is to be a spiritual sign to this nation mm -hmm. and because of who he is it will be unsettling it will be displacing. It will cause things to be shaken. But then he said that as this upheaval comes and this disturbance comes, it says the thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. 
Now, this is where I'm going to be very, very pointed and prophetic. Many people, whether you love him or whether you hate him, we know that no one comes to power except God gives them the ability to reach that place. So I want to talk about Donald Trump. And I don't want to talk uh, about him as a billionaire. I don't want to talk to him as a talk about him as a a guy that spent his life uh, being a real estate mogul. I don't want to talk about his his lifestyle before he uh, as a, a rich and famous person. Uh, I, I don't want to reflect on any of that. Right. I want to reflect on what God did through him and him ascending to the presidency of the United States. And by this individual that we wasn't political, uh, I think he was always passionate and had opinions, but he never ran for office, uh, didn't pursue political office, Mm -hmm. and was a part of really the establishment you know, he hobnobbed with the other rich and famous, the other power political brokers of our time, presidents, Republican, Democrat, and then all of a sudden, the rising of this man as a force in our country was very, very disturbing, very disruptive. As we know, there is no middle ground of people's opinion about Donald Trump. Either people passionately love him and support him and would would go and do anything for him for to support him. And then you see the opposite, his enemies are just the exact the same way. Passionate. They will they are passionate, they are angry, they in their opposition, they're vocal, and they will do anything to stop him. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. I want to say this that Donald Trump is a sign that God is giving our country. And that he was appointed by God in this hour of American history. Mm -hmm. And that the purpose of him coming to this place, given to him by God, was for the rising and falling of many, and to be a revealer of the thoughts and the intentions of the hearts of men. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to unpack this over the next uh, two episodes, so you want to stay tuned. But I didn't mean to end on a cliffhanger, <laughs> but I do want to see that there is this pattern of God bringing people to places for the rising, for disruption. Not not being the great unifier, but being a great divider. Mm. And I'm going to talk about how God is into division as much as he is into unity in the next episode. Hang on with us, and we'll see that scripturally. It's going to be good, because they're not opposing. They work together, but they we're do going to work talk together. about that. Well, thank you for following us here at Summit Life Ministries. If you want to know more, you can look at summitlifeministries.com. Also, check us out, 
Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. Um, if you have any questions, please put them in the comments. And we really do want your questions because we like to, at the end of the week, answer those questions. So be blessed. Go with God. Keep your eyes fixed on Him. In Jesus' name. What's up, everybody? This is Josh Furrow from the Summit Life Ministries team. I just wanted to thank you for tuning in to the podcast. Make sure you subscribe, leave us a review, and have a blessed week.